Slime Podcast, episode number 125. I am your usual host, Jared. I am joined today by Mr. Doug Wilson. Yep, it's me. I'm here, everybody. I returned. Mr. Mikhail Mahoney. Hey, everybody at home, please join me in wishing a very special birthday to Jared. Oh, it is. It is indeed my day of birth. So. I believe you are barely legal now. I appreciate everybody for coming out and celebrating uh, with me on a podcast. This is how most people spend the day they turn 30. Uh, <laughs> it's recording a podcast in a dark room uh, with no one nearby. Do you need someone to sit with you tonight? <laughs> yeah, things are going well. Uh, and I, of course, also have Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. Hey, guys. If you want to know what to send Jared for his birthday... Is of course sexy pictures of Nathan Drake. I like that or pipe bombs, whichever. I'm just in I the mean, mood. Sure, what? they can do pipe bombs too. I mean, what can I say? They have a budget, though, Jared. You know, and make it so they explode with glitter, though. I don't want to get hurt. Did you get the flashlight I sent you? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, well, should, I'll check the mail. Should I check my mail? Yeah. Did you get the flashlight I sent you? Stick your dick in that. I installed this uh, video doorbell, so I get to watch when people uh, put stuff on my door now. So I definitely haven't seen a flashlight. I did see an on-track carrier show up, check the address, and then I literally watched her shrug and just put the package on my porch anyway, uh, because yeah. that was not the right address. So, but she just she looked at it. It was like eight o'clock, uh, eight p.m., and she looked at it and she's like, "Man, I want to go home." <laughs> so she just put it in my porch. And now all of a sudden, it's my job to deliver it. A she, huh? Yes, yes, Michael, a female driver. Hmm. And she didn't do a good job. Your worst nightmare. It's a lot of people's worst nightmare, buddy. Oh, there you go. It, it's true. I, I think that anybody who works for OnTrack would probably do that. I've never had a shipping company that was worse than them, I think. I don't know. The Amazon, knew the, we are new Amazon, like in-house delivery is pretty bad. Oh, is that why you've had so much trouble? Because they're doing in-house delivery out in Florida? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. It's pretty awful. I mean, they probably just aren't putting a lot of effort into that because pretty soon it'll be a drone that carries your package it's, to your door. It's a dude. Like, it's not like an actual company. They're like dudes that they hire out. They're like trying to do like like if Uber did deliveries, you know? See, they that's st- probably what the guy does at night. They still do. Uh, they still do UPS here, so things are going pretty well. I get all my stuff when I want it. Uh, right. So they open a delivery center. So. Amazon used to deliver even like with the regular shipping. They used to deliver in like two days. Mm-hmm. Then they opened up a center here, and now they it takes it takes like a week. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe more. Hmm. So well, I'm sorry for you. That that is uh, <laughs> that is a bummer. What are you gonna do? Let's talk about the news. Why don't we do that? Sure. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, uh, but it amazed me on several levels. Um, so there is, maybe there's, maybe you guys have heard of this game before. There's a popular video game, uh, from Russia called Tetris. And, uh, long has Tetris been due for a film adaptation. And it looks like the wheels are finally in motion and a Tetris movie has been funded, uh, for $80 million, uh, as a cooperative China U S co-production under a studio called Threshold Global. Um, here's what really confuses me about this is, let's see here. Um, I mean, you're not already confused. <laughs> the team has yeah, been right. working. The team has been working with the Tetris company for over a year, 
And with the formation of Threshold Global Studios, the partners say financing has been secured. The plan is to film in China and other locations in 2017 with Chinese cast featured in the ensemble pick that's billed as a sci-fi thriller. Mm. Kasanoff tells me it's not at all what you think. It will be a cool surprise. The film is seen. This is the really scary part. The film is seen as the first part of a trilogy. What the fuck? (laughs) So someone saw an opportunity for not one Tetris movie, but three Tetris movies. I can't tell this story in just nine minutes. (laughs) I just, I have a hard time thinking this is real. Uh, The only thing that makes it believable is that it sounds like this is all being relegated to China, so we'll never see it anyway. Um, So, I mean, what do you guys think? What's the plot and who's going to be the star? I don't, uh, I don't know so, any Chinese actors. So, so, Ming, so Ming the, the plot, the plot is the the struggle of the pieces as a way for the fucking long one to show up. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a pretty good plot. Like the all the Tetris pieces are alive, like in a Pixar movie, but the long one has gone missing, so they can't yeah, get okay. a Tetris. So they have to wait, and things keep piling up and piling up. So they have to set out on a journey, and they wind up journeying into other games while they look for the long piece. Yeah. That's actually yeah. that's actually probably the most you could hope for. And then okay. the second one, the evil squiggly piece gets revenge. They stumble into like a bunch of different puzzle game themed. See, I think you're all wrong. Okay, tell me I about you. I think it starts with the square, and he's married to the little T. Okay. And everything, everything's going good. They have little Tetris babies. And then one, like, he's out mowing his lawn, like like Tetris pieces do, and he coughs, and there's a little bit of blood. And he's like, oh, no, I got blood. And so he's concerned, so he goes to the doctor. And, uh, and the doctor says, you have Tetris cancer. And Is and this like really, a heartwarming, does he reconcile with his father? Yeah. His father used the to sexually piece. abuse him. He, he, he goes on a road trip with yeah. his estranged son, uh, and, and then he, he learns the true meaning of family. To confront yeah. his L-shaped father about the, his abuse. It's a heartfelt drama that's mixed with like the Bucket List, that cancer movie with Seth Rogen, and um, uh, On Golden Pond. I mean, time and time again, film studios have proven that they want to adapt video games, but they also want to completely disregard everything else about the source material beyond like the name and maybe the clothes that characters wear. Um, So I think that we're long overdue for something like that, like an Oscar bait video game movie, (laughs) you know? Yeah, actually... I, I want this now. Something this something very obviously intended to just like win an award and nothing else. But it just happens to be called like Street Fighter the movie. <laughs> It'll be like Sonic the Last Runner. Sonic the Last Runner. <laughs> it's, it's like Forrest Gump, but it's, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Forrest Gump, but with Sonic. Mama always said, I gotta go fast. She always said, a ch- life is like a chili dog. <laughs> Sonic's choice. Sonic's choice. <laughs> he's he's got to choose. Who would he choose between Knuckles and Tails? Well, yeah, I think that's the obvious choice. I mean, you go with Tails. Yeah. Who you? Who did Sophie choose? She chose her daughter, didn't she? No, I, I believe she chose her older son. Oh, did she? Oh, Sophie, you're a monster. Uh, spoilers, right. by the way. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, You've had fifty years to watch it, so if you, I presume if you I even if you even know what we're talking about, like I don't, I don't think it's a yeah. Uh, like, like our our listeners don't have any idea. What these aren't exactly Game of Thrones spoilers that we're tossing out here. And we thought we were going to talk about games. <laughs> I think we've solved another video game conundrum. Nobody makes good video game movies. We did. Yeah, I mean, we it, we we figured out the next way that, that it can go. Um, Sonic's choice. Like I said, if you're gonna, if you're going to disregard everything, why not to at least have a little fun while you do it? You know, if you're going to fuck up, fuck up real hard. All right. Should, uh, save your pile riot, but with XCOM. <laughs> See that now we're talking. Like yeah, an, that could work. An award-winning. Yeah, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> an XCOM movie might actually work. I mean, Saving Private Ryan's pretty good little action movie. You just have to fast forward past all the parts where an old man cries, and then yeah. it's, then it's pretty good. Anyway, so let's talk about games. <laughs> uh, I do have one other piece of news. It's not even really news. We'll just skim over it real quick. Which is that Nintendo has gone on record again, clarifying that. Even though the NX is coming out on March 2017, you should not consider it a uh, a, a replacement for the Wii U or the 3DS, I guess. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of rumors uh, surrounding the system right now. I saw a report a little while ago uh, where they were saying that it would not use um, x86 architecture and it would instead switch over to ARM, which is the same type of processor that the 3DS uses and that mobile phones use. Um, ARM oh, processors can be, they can be powerful. Just because they make that switch doesn't mean that they're going to sacrifice, um, you know, too much power. Uh, I've seen reports saying that it's definitely not any more powerful than an Xbox One. Might be true, might not be true. Um, and then there's also a lot of people claiming that they're going to abandon optical discs uh, in favor of switching to cartridges. Um, which I think cartridge is more like kind of, I mean, the 3DS is a cartridge, but like for all intents and purposes, it's just an SD card in there or flash, flash memory. I mean, it's, I don't see what, considering that everything is connected to the internet now, they can just give you like a vestigial cartridge that basically just does a system. Hey, this asshole bought the game, install the files. Well, and you can, you can get so much data squeezed into a little, uh, a little SD card now that like. Yeah, a, a cartridge is. I don't want to say a cartridge is going to be more affordable than CD-ROMs because they're definitely not. It's cheaper to print 300 CD-ROMs than it is to make 300 SD cards. Um, but you know, I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily think that's a bad move. Anyway, they didn't comment on any of that. They just commented and said that it's not a replacement for the Wii U. That's it. Uh, they clarified it is a new way of playing games, which I think will have a larger impact than that of the Wii U. Uh, but I don't feel it's a pure replacement for the Wii U. Interestingly enough, he doesn't say a larger impact than the Wii, because um, his statement implies the Wii U made any impact. I mean, yeah, on the I way mean, we play games, and we have a Cheeto, and this Cheeto will have more. <laughs> any time the Wii U made any kind of impact with its double screen setup, it was usually to annoy you. Yeah, pretty much. It was like, oh man, fuck, I gotta look down now. But um, I don't know, man. I think. I'm fearful of what the fuck they're doing. It's like Nintendo. I think I don't know. Are they even are they trying to like just get out of the console market? I don't so, know. Uh, there have been other reports that they're talking about uh, starting up a film uh, division in the company. Yeah, I heard that too. And uh, maybe looking into releasing their first feature film a few years from now. 
which could be interesting. I mean, I've always kind of thought that Nintendo kind of hangs with Disney a little bit. And so to move into some of those fields that Disney is in makes sense to me. So if you don't want to compete with Microsoft and Sony in for the console let's space, com- let's com- why would you compete with Disney? <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft on, on and Sony. Terms. Microsoft and Sony will at least let you release the console. Disney's gonna fucking. Right. They're gonna fucking like Disney's gonna send assassins. The whole like diatribe last week of how like <laughs> cutthroat Disney's. Yeah, we already we already covered this. They'll fucking kill you. Michael. Next year they're probably gonna look at Toyota and be like, you know what, we could do that. Let's make a car. You know how you think Michael Eisner works there, but he doesn't anymore. That's not because he quit. It's because he became a shadow assassin. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So his job is just to kill people who interfere with Disney's plans. So prepare yourself for that. I, I don't know how here's two questions. One, is there anything that they could do that would really have uh, an impact to you on how we play video games? Uh, not a positive one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> does, does the Wii have any like any positive legacy in your mind? Like the Wii? Yeah, the Wii. No, the one that actually did do something. No, we everybody else moved on from that, and they were the only ones who haven't, and they kind of lost the uh, the console wars in in this generation because of that. I mean, it was impressive how they got everybody else to steal the idea. Uh, yeah, and then everybody else realized that the idea wasn't worth it, and then they, um, you know, they didn't. It probably isn't VR. It couldn't be VR. Uh, which just feels like the direction everybody else is going in. I think they're going to do some horrible, like mobile platform. I definitely, that would be the worst. So I guess here's, that's my next question is what's the worst thing they could do? Like map out this system and make it as bad as you can. Uh, mobile platform. The way Nintendo's going, that's mm-hmm. the kind of thing they would do. So like a, a physical console, but you control it with your phone, you think? Oh, I don't even <laughs> think it's going to be a, it's probably going to be like a phone hybrid bullshit thing. Nintendo's crazy enough to think that you are actually going to buy a phone. Just like an N gauge? Like they'll make the N gauge yeah. again? Basically. That'd be pretty I tight. think they should release, release each game as a individual handheld experience. Like the old uh, handheld Tiger games. Okay. Or the old handheld Nintendo games. Okay. Would yeah, be- but you got to buy each you got to buy each one like console and game separately. <laughs> right. <laughs> Amiibos as controllers. Hmm. <laughs> that sounds bad, too. I think... Here's what I'm imagining. Uh, first, I imagine a device that is less powerful than an Xbox One. Mm-hmm. By, like, a hair. Or maybe slightly more powerful than an Xbox One. But I think that's a good benchmark. Like, I, I that that is a rumor in particular that I really believe. Because Nintendo has proven time and time again that they have no interest in making a device that breaks through like the $350 mark. And so they won't, they won't put anything in it to, to hit that point. Um, I was the GameCube underpowered. I guess the GameCube might've been, no, and it lost the generation. Yeah. So it didn't help them there. Um, but anyway, I think that their last two consoles have shown that like visual fidelity is not something they're worried about. Uh, it's going to be something that, that is going to be completely unapproachable to third parties. Uh, Absolutely. So that's going to stay that way. 
Um, here's what I imagine. So are you like doing a prediction or are you doing your worst case scenario? Because so far, I think everything you're going, you're saying is going to be true anyway. Well, I guess, I guess that's what I'm getting at is that what's probably going to happen is going to be the worst case scenario. Um, here's what I think it's going to be. Okay. It's going to be a, a box just like any other console that sits on your, uh, sits on your table or whatever. It's going to be as big as three DVD cases. Um, <laughs> Uh, it will stacked on top of each other, not flat. That'd be weird. No, <laughs> actually, I take that back. It will be flat for no real reason. <laughs> the controller, however, uh, will be uh, a small rectangle, smaller than the Wii U gamepad. Uh, it will be all glass on all sides, uh, except for maybe like a switch somewhere to turn it on and off. And when you turn it on, it's a screen on all four sides. And all of the buttons are digitally mapped uh, into whatever configuration uh, they want. So uh, you might be playing with four buttons and two up on the shoulder, but you might also like turn it sideways and it's a trackpad, but it's got buttons on the bottom or something like that. Or maybe you flip it a different way. I think something like that. That's fucking horrible. <laughs> I think ready. It is, it's a console that is just made of a bunch of old PS3 cell processors and you use a bop it to control the game. <laughs> Nint- Nintendo just bought a bunch of Dreamcasts that were in a warehouse somewhere with a new cell and they're just going to re-release that. It's two Dreamcasts taped together, literally. <laughs> How tight would that be? That'd be so fucking tight. But you no, can't actually play any, cool any Dreamcast the, the games. Dreamcast has some interesting games, so... Yeah, it's true, man. We could get a Power Stone sequel. <laughs> Finally. Someone You'd give on that. You'd want that, but Nintendo wouldn't actually make one. No. They're like, oh, it's going to happen, and then it never happens. No. Just like Metroid. I mean, we, we, they're really doing Metroid some honors, you know. Things are going real well there. Federation Force 2017. Can't wait. All right. Well, it sounds like everybody else is pretty hyped up for the NX. Um, I guess it... That was pretty cool. Whatever it is, we know that it's compatible enough that Zelda's going to be able to play on it. So, I mean, it's going to be at least somewhat traditional. I have a really hard time imagining what they could do that would be groundbreaking. Um, I guess the answer in that regard is nothing. I don't think that they've ever really done something groundbreaking beyond, like, the Game Boy. Um, No, I mean, the the, the, the 3DS was pretty... Pretty innovative when it came out. I remember, you know, How? nobody else was doing. Yeah, touch but screens. but no, I mean the touchscreen part, I guess. So so just the DS, not the 3DS. Because right. um, how often do you play the 3DS with 3D on? Never. Yeah, nobody does. Um, even I have the new 3DS, which really really like fixed the 3D. Like it works really well. It tracks your head, and you can move it around, and it's pretty visible from any angle. And I still don't play with it. Is that why they call it the 3DS? Yeah, it, it, it has a 3D effect on it. Well, goddamn. Have you even seen it? I'm really asking. That's a real question. Have you yeah, yeah, I played uh, Tales of Game anime guy. I figured that you probably would have just left the 3D off and not even bothered to look at it. Since oh, it, yeah, it's annoying. It'd probably break your old man eyes. It'll yeah. break anybody's eyes. It, the only thing I like in 3D is a, locomotion, a locomotive coming at me. It fracture his cataracts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got games to talk about this week. 
What a weird. What should we talk about instead? What a weird concept, right? Well, we could see how far we can deviate. What about Modern Warfare? I talk about that. What? Uh, oh yeah, I didn't actually look at any of the articles for it. Do we have a good source for the stats on it? Um, uh, no, but I just thought it was interesting that like the developer is whining about spending all this money on it. Uh, let's see. Oh, Jay sent me a message. He says I have a very important message uh, for you to read live on air. Are you guys ready? He says this just in: Lucio is a gay lord. Oh, we already wow. knew that. So there you go. Uh, Boy, don't we all miss Jay? <laughs> He's still here, very much in spirit. Rest uh, in peace, Jay. Battleborn, Battleborn, ill-conceived. Uh, that's not a good quote to see when I Google your game. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, the word is that Battleborn uh, came out and uh, dropped off substantially. And I don't have the source that Jay linked to, but the, the word as I heard it was that it dropped even faster than Evolve, which already lost its... Uh, uh, audience at a pretty record rate. Yeah, that was pretty. Uh, the game got very middling scores. I think Destructoid gave it a 6 out of 10. Uh, game Informer gave it a 6. Uh, I, I mostly did okay. It looks like it averaged a 70. Uh, I think it's got a 75 on Metacritic for the highest score. Um, but it sounds like for all intents and purposes uh, it's not performing very well and it might spell a little bit of trouble for Gearbox. I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they haven't released anything good this decade, so they need to get their shit together. I don't... I mean, I said this earlier, like, Gearbox is actually, like, if you look at their list of games, Gearbox is pretty bad at stuff. <laughs> like, just in general... Maybe um, they should go out of business. Borderlands is kind of a flash in the pan, but this is the same studio that brought you Duke Nukem Forever and uh, Aliens Colonial, Colonial Marines. Yes, which is what I mentioned before. So. Yeah, so, I mean... I love those games. Do you? Do you yeah. really? Duke, yeah, Duke, Duke's Nukesum. Duke, Duke came back. He's back to chick, chick ass and cue bubblegum. Yeah, and we got Predators. That oh, guy. wait, no, Aliens. Wait, That's, Predator? There's no Predator in Aliens. Uh, predator. Predator. There are Predators, yeah. He predated the alien. Can I play as, as uh, the black guy from Lethal Weapon? Danny Glover? Yeah. I don't think so. Oh. I thought you were the black guy games. from Lethal Weapon. I First of all, Danny Glover, I don't think, has been any, anywhere near a Predator. Or has he? Yeah, he was the, is the he, is he main character in Predator Yeah, he was in Predator 2. Oh, well, actually, he was. Well, actually, I guess the Predator was the main character in Predator 2, but, you know. He was the main guy in Predator 2. And he is fucking ripped, by the way. Like, Yeah, in that movie, he's like, fucking. Like, I always, you always think of him as just, like, the kind of the old grandpa, but I guess at one point he was, like, the black Schwarzenegger. I always think of him as, uh, there's this guy that he played in Lonesome Dove, and... He's just around to say, like, I say, I say. And then all of a sudden he gets speared through the heart. Hmm. Spoilers for Lonesome Dove, by the way. So uh, I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> if you haven't caught up with that one, <laughs> you're going to need to do that, too. I don't really know what you're talking about. Him looking tough. I just typed Danny Glover Predator 2 and uh, I'm going to share with you. <laughs> well, he does not look very healthy in any of these pictures. One of the first pictures that comes up here. Uh, here, let me. Send this to everybody. This does not look like a particularly menacing man. Um, I wouldn't say. 
I'll he sh- does dress like a Louisiana pimp for most of the movie. <laughs> I've never seen Predator 2, I guess, because I don't recognize any of this. Um, of course, I've never even watched Predator 1 all the way through, so who am I to talk? Too scary? Sweating, to talk. Yeah, it's too scary. It spooks me. Every time I try to watch it, I'm just, you know, that Predator, he's just so scary. He's there in the jungle, frightening me. I don't know. I don't like it. I prefer to watch, uh, you know, classic horror films like Rolled Dolls, The Witches. There we go. I found it. Okay, send me your picture of him looking tough. Yeah, he looks good. That's an action figure, you <laughs> fucking idiot. I thought we were going to uh, to look at uh, sexy pictures of Nathan Drake with Jared in honor of his birthday. Is that what we're going to do? I guess. God, Nathan Drake looks fucking good in Uncharted. Isn't he in a game? He is. Uh, Tell us about this game, Jared. He's he's in a couple games. Um, Tell us about something else. I didn't beat Uncharted uh, yet. Uh, What the fuck have you been doing? I've been savoring it. This is the 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 biggest Uncharted fan I know, and he hasn't finished Uncharted yet. Yeah, I'm taking my sweet time. I'm finding all the the treasures. It's a video game, (laughs) not a fine wine. He's going through the three stages of grieving. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to. I don't think that things are going to shape up very good for old Nate Dog. I don't actually know, but uh, we'll we'll see. Um, I have to say, I was not very amenable in, in like the trailers and stuff to the uh, brother in Uncharted. I don't know how much of the trailers you guys have watched, but the story is basically uh, it takes place like I don't know a few years after Uncharted three. And he's gotten married, and he's settled down with Elena. And Did he married the blonde or the brunette? Yeah, he, mar- he married Elena. You find a, a note pretty early on from Chloe that tells you to call her if you ever want a good time or whatever. But um, Cool. Okay. What's her number? I d- it didn't say, and she's not real. So there's a lot of reasons why that's Whoa. not going to work out very well, good. What? Yeah. We're willing to grasp at straws at this point. You Do you well, want me? Uh, she's not real? She's not real. No. Um, who is her actress? It's that. Uh, oh, it's is the, the actress real? Yes, the actress is real. She's the Claudia Black from. Uh, she's in I a. Hit it. She's in a bunch of shit. Isn't she Star, Morgan? Starscape. Star. Farscape. No, she's she the, she was in Stargate Atlantis, I think. And she was in Farscape. Oh, she was in Farscape. She was. That's uh, like probably her biggest role. Uh, mm. I really thought that she was. Um, I really All right, so what the hell's going on in Uncharted? Well, hang on, I now think I there was a time I could have made this work. I have to think about this all night. Um, it was in Pitch Black. So anyway, she... Uh, oh, that was a porn she did. She's not involved. So uh, Drake works as a um, as a salvage guy. So he, he does like dives to recover stuff that's fallen into lakes and rivers and shit like that. And, you know, hooks everything up to the crane. And they do this really kind of clever introduction to that where they they show him like already underwater and he's being guided by like someone on a radio and they're having him hook stuff up. And it makes you it makes it look like you're going to get treasure. But like you slowly realize that you're just hooking up like a semi truck uh, that's that's driven into a river. (laughs) It's, It's kind of nice. And there's this amazing moment where they uh you sit on top of the the truck basically after hooking up the cables to it and they haul it up with a crane and there's this like really incredible moment where you come out of the water and like you get to see like this whole city vista and it's a fucking amazing looking game um but you have kind of been thinking like oh maybe i'm in um 
you know, like uh, an exotic place. And then you come out and you're just like in the middle of a, of like New York or something. Um, but anyway, it's, it's uh, kind of neat. So he's, he's retired, uh, from, from his life of treasure hunting. He just works a normal day job and you can tell that it's not really for him. He's got like the, the PTSD. He's the hurt locker guy, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> There's okay. uh, that's such a dramatic like <laughs> contrast to what you should what you expect from the, the Uncharted series. Well, no, like it's very similar to Hurt Locker because he was he didn't necessarily have PTSD. He just wanted thrills, right? Like he needed that thrill. He felt like he didn't have a purpose when he wasn't you know out doing crazy shit. And uh, Nathan Drake's the same way. Uh, you know, he you, you you go to his office in his house that's just up in his attic. And you kind of walk around and, and he's got a bunch of objects and artifacts from all of the past games that you can examine and look at. And um, you kind of go through all those and, and, and look at them all. And you can tell that, you know, he misses doing that kind of stuff. I, I get it. Like when you're old picking up old car parts in the middle of the ocean, it's not quite as fun as shooting. A lot stuff. of people. <laughs> See, we've never the game's never really tackled that whole Drake has killed more people than like. Some he's, got, the, he's got the bloodlust that must be slaked. There are like dictators that haven't <laughs> been able to kill as many people as Nathan Drake. And they had help. And so you can see why when he goes back to civilian life, he has a hard time not killing everyone. <laughs> you think when he goes to the drive-thru and they mess up his order, he's just like, God, I could blow you away. There's, he's trying to figure out his Cobra benefits and he just shoots the person in the mouth. There's even kind of a funny part, and I think it... I'm not sure if it's optional. It might be optional, but... Uh, you, you walk up to like this Nerf gun that he's got hanging on the wall in a holster and you pull it out and he like kind of has like a pretend shootout with no one. Um, <laughs> and, and it just kind of hammers home that point of like him being, you know, sad old man, a little, crazy old grandpa who's lost his mind. Oh, unhappy. Anyway, flash back a bit and we discover that like 15 years earlier, he was hanging out in a Panamanian prison uh, with his brother and a third guy who had hired both of them to help track down this gigantic treasure from famed pirate Henry Avery. And uh, one of the pieces that they needed uh, to find that treasure was located in a place that was only accessible through the prison. So they bribe a guard to basically bring them in and make them look like prisoners and then take them to the uh, the, the area. And that, that goes to hell and gets very complex. And uh, we'll just say the situation goes bad. And as they're trying to escape, uh, your brother winds up getting shot. And you just assume that he's dead. And, uh, you know, he calls around to, like, the prison and, and tries to find out whether or not he had died. Um, and he, he can't get any word on it. So he just assumes that he's gone. And then 15 years later, he just shows up at, uh, oh, okay. at Drake's house. For um, one last score. Yeah, kind of. And so I had assumed from the trailers that this was going to be like a very stereotypical uh, character. They kind of paint the brother this way early on. They show a flashback to when you're kids and the brother's like encouraging you to sneak out of the of the nunnery or the orphanage where, where Drake grew up. And uh -oh. I, I don't know. I had assumed that he was just going to be there to be like, we got to get the treasure. And like, he's just kind of like a bad kid, you know, Um but he does have uh, the reason why he's so keen on resuming their hunt for this treasure is because while he was stuck in prison for those 15 years, his cellmate was a uh, very powerful like drug runner 
and uh, he told him about this treasure and his cellmate basically orchestrated an escape for both of them with the intention of him getting that treasure and then giving him uh, 50% of it. Um, and he, he basically lets him out and puts him on the side of the road and says, I'm going to check on you in two months. And if you don't have that treasure, I'm going to shoot you in your fucking face. Okay. He didn't say it quite like that. I mean, I get the point. But so anyway, so, so your brother tracks you down and says like, I need your help to find the treasure. You're, you're, you're the, you're my guy. And uh, that's that's kind of the setup for the game. And um, that's not I know that's a little spoilery, I guess, in theory, but it really doesn't reveal anything beyond like the first two hours of the game. Um, But that's that's kind of the angle that you're going down. And it's pretty good. Uh, I guess my report would be that the beginning is not as good as Uncharted 2. Um, I mean. It's kind of hard to top hanging on a train with a bullet you've got. I thought that after I made that criticism. I was like, it's not as good as Uncharted 2, but could it have been? And I don't know that the answer is yes uh, to that one. It's it's hard to think of a better opening. Jumping off of a and, Hindenburg and I haven't Zeppelin. Played, and I haven't played Ooh. 4, but for me, at least 2 is like the best one in the series. And I don't know if you agree, but... I think most people prefer it over 3. Um, I like 3 a lot. I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with it. Um, one of the things that I don't know yet is... And it's always kind of been one of my complaints about Uncharted and one of my complaints about Tomb Raider and all of these kind of games, like just this genre of game, is I don't really like sometimes how deep they delve into uh, the paranormal a little bit. mm um, mm-hmm. Like Uncharted Two has a literal Yeti. <laughs> yeah, it does. And kill its ass. There's something about it that's kind of lame to me. Um, and I don't see Uncharted Four is such like a human story uh, about your relationship with your brother and Sully, and uh, that's another dynamic that I really like, which is your brother and Sully kind of hate each other. And uh, you know, it's just kind of weird for uh, it's not. Video games don't typically have complex relationships like this. They're just like we're a squad, but these guys have like this really kind of storied history with each other and and don't really like one another, and they they play off each other really well. Like it's nice. Jared, you're be really disappointed when they go in the Amazon and find a giant crystal skull. See, and that's what I'm I, wondering. I'm, I'm going to ask, what about if it's a pirate ghost? You can literally Google this and see whether or not I'm an idiot. Uh, but I feel like they might not deviate and go that direction this time. I feel like it might be something that's a little simpler and uh, a little bit more grounded in reality than two and three. Um, Lava monsters. Three played some of its stuff off by you saying that you were drugged. But um, again, we fought a Yeti in two. But so. two is just a straight up Yeti. So who cares? Like what? Do, we obviously know it's a world with Yetis and an invincible man. So um, <laughs> what does it matter? Uh, but anyway, that's that's something that I'm wondering about or curious about. Uh, the beginning is a little weak. Um, the game's real slow. Uh, it's very... What's the word I'm looking for? It just takes its time. Like, it's obviously... It's there to tell the story first and to be a fun game second. Hmm. And hmm. so I I would say that you will not get into, like, a traditional firefight in that game until probably about two hours in. Uh, most of your most of your time early on is just spent climbing and just doing some really basic stuff, uh, just just a little exploration, a couple very very rudimentary puzzles, um, 
I've just barely kind of gotten into the meaty stuff, uh, the, the the real meat of it. Uh, I mean, I, I'm probably at the halfway point of the game, so a uh, little bit, little bit beyond that. So if the game doesn't, or at least isn't so far, been heavy on the shooting and the action, is it doing a good job with the rest of it though? Like, are you are you enjoying that two hour lead up to the action? I have fun with it because of like the. I, I like the characters. I like the quips. I like watching them interact with each other. The mocap in this game is just fucking incredible. And like mm-hmm. all, all the actors are playing the same characters that they've played for. I mean, Christ, when did Uncharted, the first one, come out? It's been a while. 86. I mean, so yeah. So so yeah, 30 years they've been playing these characters. So what you're saying is if you've already got some buy into this game, you're going to be able to enjoy those parts. Yeah, I could definitely see somebody who saw like the trailer for this and was like, oh, this looks cool. And then picked it up and it's their first Uncharted. Those people are going to be able to follow the story, but I don't know if they'll find it as endearing as I do. Um, but I mean, you could definitely play this game just fine having never played an uncharted like you you could follow along and 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 get what's happening well Mm -hmm. enough um but having said that if you haven't played it there's certainly better places to start so has the the gameplay changed at all uh huge emphasis on stealth compared to any other i don't even really remember Uh, uncharted having i i guess it always had a little bit of stealth to it um not sure that's a good thing this game this game never forces you but the second you go into combat, you will definitely notice like three or four guys who weren't there before. Hmm. Uh, so if you are able to keep stealth and maintain it, backup never shows up and you can clear out areas, you know, without too much trouble. Um, normally in Uncharted, when it came to stealth, I always took the side of like, fuck this and just killed everything. And I've I've gone very much the opposite route in this game and do almost all the encounters stealth when I can. Is the stealth agonizing? No. Um, Follow-up question, is the stealth fun? Yeah, I mean, it's fun enough. <laughs> I, I don't know. I like, it's, it's serviceable. Um, it's, is, it, mm. is it phantom pain? No, like, absolutely not. You don't have, like, crazy gadgets. You don't even have, or, or if you do, I haven't found it yet. You don't even have, like, you know in The Last of Us how you can throw bottles and bricks and stuff yeah. like that? You don't even have anything like that. Um, this is very much just like, here's some tall grass and the enemy's got a pattern. Like it's much more basic and rudimentary. And I feel like it's designed that way because the intention is to fall back in these firefights. Whereas the last of us's intention is very frequently like, don't get into a fight or you're going to be fucked. Um, and so, but having said that, like I said, I've found the stealth was competent enough that I can get through zones, maintaining stealth without having too much trouble. Um, but I can tell it's not the core of the game because they haven't put in a lot of that extra stuff to make it feel that way. Like they haven't gone out of their way to be like, you know, here's bricks to throw or here's an alarm to pull or shoot out this light and no one can see you. None of that stuff is going to be there. It's not like that. You can throw pebbles. Can you? No. I've never found a pebble to throw. Can you eat a live snake? Uh, have not found any live snakes. Man. Can you tap on the side of the wall and then go around the wall, the column? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Can you leave footprints on the snow and then they I don't, will follow the footprints? I don't think so. Uh, I don't even know. They'll detect bodies for sure, but um, the only way to hide a body is to kill them in tall grass. You can't like pick them up or move them Ugh. or anything. It's not a stealth game. Like, Don't make any mistake. It's not a so stealth game. Why do you have stealth selections? Well, they're just giving you the option. So if I wanted to shoot my way through this game, it wouldn't stop me? No, you could, you'd do fine. There's just a little more enemies for taking a, a loud route. 
Okay. Like if, if you, and, and that's not even in every situation, but I feel like when I get into a firefight, there's always a couple people that run out from the back because I feel like the game's like noticing that, and it's like, hey, this guy wants to have have a fight. Let's do that, and so they call a couple more people out. Um, but they they leave the option there to do stealth, and they keep the enemies at like a reasonable spawn rate so that you can do that. Hmm. So you don't want to have the waves after waves of enemies that you had in like the old Uncharted. No, no, no. It's not like that. It's it's not going to do anything like that to you. Um, at least so far, it hasn't. Um, shooting's fine. I mean, Uncharted has never been like an amazing shooter by any means. The mechanics aren't really like. Uh, it, it's just like everything else, right? Like it's just something that's that's serviceable to put you in these really awe-inspiring, cool situations where where badass stuff is happening, and um, that stuff is still there. By the way, like those moments are still there. There's a pretty great one uh, that you encounter pretty early on. Um, you told this. You salvaged your truck. Yeah, no, that was good. <laughs> that was good too. That was good too. Um, oh, do you go so, go on to salvage like better vehicles, like a Maserati? I don't think so. Um, the, you get that Jeep later, but I don't think you salvage it. I think you just rent it. <laughs> and I don't think you're Exciting. playing for the. I don't think you're playing for the rental portion. <laughs> you know, you don't have to watch the guy like go so, around. So, which credit him. card did you don't? Uh, you don't have to give him like proof of insurance and have the guy look. So, at, so did uh, Nathan Drake use his credit card for insurance, or did he take the one from the? Uh, yeah, no, the the guy from the. the the guy runs his MasterCard, and he's like, sorry, sir, this has insufficient funds. He's like, oh, <laughs> that's embarrassing. I let my wife go shopping. You know women and shopping. You think he uses Allstate? I or hope far, so. Our farmers. I think he's For more. $6 extra per day, you can upgrade to the four-door. or four door. You know, Progressive's not bad, because you got that app that you can get in. Right. So you don't There's have some to. Some charter review brought to you by Progressive Insurance. That's true. Then you don't have to carry your cards around. Progressive, don't carry your cards around like a fucking idiot. Just use your app, you dumbass. That's anyway. a slogan. Anyway, um, yeah. So the stealth is a big part of it, um, or, or like I said, it can be. It definitely feels like it's just an option. Um, if I break stealth, I'm. Here, here's how I look at it. In a real stealth game, when you break stealth, you restart. Right? right, like you go back to the checkpoint. In this game, if you break stuff, you're just like, "Well, I guess we're killing everybody," and then you do that. So it's like Shadow of Mordor, basically. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think you do. I'm not sure if you can sneak past enemies either. I think you do have to kill them all. I'm not sure about that. You're Nathan Drake. Of course, you have to kill them all. Well, I did kill them all, so I didn't really <laughs> consider it one <laughs> no, way or the Jared, other. No, Jared, you don't have to kill them all. You just really, really want to. <laughs> Nathan Drake can't be like an innocent bystander. I'm just going to let him go. This man yeah. is probably just here so he can feed his family. So I'm going to murder him. Seriously, if one of them gets away, Nathan Drake will find them. Like Even if they, f- they fly off the island and they go sleep in Puerto Rico, he'll just come there and just stab him. Yeah, in his sleep. It, right in the heart and then look him in the eyes while they, his life fades away. Yeah, there was some a scene cool in Uncharted 2 where he tossed the uh, unarmed man a gun just so he could you know, shoot him dead. <laughs> that was divisive video game drama. Man, that was, wasn't it? Um, there is. Hey, I got a question. Yeah. How fucking awesome is that winch? <laughs> I don't have it yet, but it looks pretty what? tight. Um, hey, how, I, how far are you into the game? You have that. Like I said, I think how I'm a little. To the game. I'm a little past halfway, I think. So you're halfway through the game and you still have the winch? I still don't this have is, the winch. This is, this is Cinoblade Chronicles X all over again. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, that winch was featured prominently. <laughs> I will say, um, the a lot of those physics are still at play in other ways. So when you, uh, for example, when you're hooking up the crane to that semi or whatever, um, you still have to like thread the cable through the hooks, and uh, you know a lot of those same physics are at play there. So so the the winch gameplay is there sometimes just in other ways. It's great. Boo. Me want more winch. It's great. Um, there's so much attention to detail in this game, and it's my favorite thing about Naughty Dog games in general. Um, just just little shit. And let me like give you an example of one of the things that puts them a cut above, I think. Um, there is moments in Quantum Break where you'll have to solve a puzzle. And I think I already complained about this on a podcast. So... There'll be a part where you have to like climb up onto a balcony to get into uh, maybe a window that a partner character you're with can't reach. And once you get in the window, you're going to go down and let them in through the door. When that happens, those characters cannot shut the fuck up. Um, They just stand there. They stand by the door and they're like, I need you to get up there and open this door. And you're like, okay, I'm doing it. And then like five seconds will have gone by and they're like, hey, I think there's a window up there. You should go up there and open this door. And then another five seconds go by, like, uh, the door's still not open. They start to get, they really, like, start to get snippy with you. They're like, uh, I'm still waiting. Are you going to open this door or not? And by the end of just a few minutes of doing whatever puzzle or exploration you're doing, you want to kill them. Like, you want to strangle those characters to death. And I'm not joking when I tell you that I tried to shoot them and it just didn't work. Um, meanwhile, Uncharted has a lot of moments like that where a character will be waiting on you to do something. A, they tell you once to do it, and the only other time they're going to talk to you is if you do something maybe out of character or funny. Uh, like, a character will stop and be like, hey, find a way to get this door open, and maybe you'll turn around and like bump into a mop bucket or something and knock it over. And they'll be like, what are you doing, Butterfingers? (laughs) Or something like that. But it feels so much more real. Like, they're aware of what you're doing. You know, like when he's hooking up the winch and they're, like, talking about the winch. You know, it's it's stuff like that. And it it feels small. And the more I describe it, the sillier I feel. But it goes a really long way in making those games feel, like, really real and fluid. Despite the fact that you sound ridiculous talking about it, I can understand the appeal. Yeah, it's just uh, it, it it feels like you're there. Like it feels like these AI characters are actually like aware of what you're doing, and so you'll go down a hallway, and they'll that very frequently happened to me early on, where I'd start going down a hallway, and he'd be like, "Where are you going, man? <laughs> like, come back." And um, it's stuff like that that's cool, and you run into it. Is your loneliness, Jared? Is it what? Does it ease your loneliness? Yeah, a bit. It feels like I have a friend, a brother. I wish I had a brother. <laughs> And a cool old man partner. <laughs> and a cool old man partner. And they don't like each other very much. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, the dynamic there is much more fun than in my workplace. Right, exactly. Um, there's there's moments where like your brother is obviously trying to get Sully to like him, and it's just like not working. And I, I don't know. I, I like it. I, I like that whole dynamic. Here's a butterscotch. I think I they're no butterscotch. I think they're kind of great characters together. Um, they just hey, feel Sully, they feel did you real. Catch the Matlock. Like they just feel like real people who don't like each other, which is, <laughs> which is nice. That's nice. That's impressive. Um, usually, like the only impetus people have for not liking each other is like you killed my brother. But these two are just two people who just don't really 
like each other. Just don't care for each other. Yeah, it's it's not like uh, you know, oh, you murdered someone I loved. It's just like I don't really. There's something about you, your face. So it's, it's like you're on the podcast again because we all hate each other. So hittable. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I've I've talked about Uncharted for long enough. It, it's good. I'll report back in after I beat it. I'm sure it'll be great. I can see where they're going with uh, some of it, and um, I'm looking forward to it. Which is better, Tomb Raider or uh, this 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 game, Uncharted? Nailed it. Uh, I mean, for me, I think that uh, I think that Tomb Raider does not have enough levity to it. Um, especially the reboots. And the thing is, is that like, I don't feel like they're dealing with very serious stuff sometimes. And so when you have a guy who's like immortal and he gets stabbed through the heart or something, and then he just pulls out the sword and is fine. I want my character to like make a quip about it, not to be like super into it. Like it's the most serious thing. I don't know. Oh my God. I don't know if that makes any sense, but no, I, I get you. Tomb Raider's like serious business, and this game's just fun. Like these are just these are just three guys who are out having fun, and uh, you know if you want to come have fun with them, that's fine. And if they see some weird shit, they're gonna be like, "That's some weird shit." Like they're just gonna say that. Um, it's not gonna it's not gonna be like this sacred thing that that's weird. I I love both games. I lo- I love Tomb Raiders too. Like I think they're great. I think they're a lot of fun. Um, but it's just a different dynamic, and I prefer that dynamic. I like the I like the lightheartedness that Uncharted brings with it. So not necessarily a clear superlative. Yeah, it's a cast of smartasses that don't feel like they were written with the sole intent of being smartasses. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, I I don't like those casts that are just like edgy to be edgy, and I don't feel like that's what they've written here. Other people may not agree with me, but that whatever. Um. Anyway, should we talk about Doom? Yes, we should talk about it. Because I hear it's pretty good. It's pretty fucking good, yeah. What, um, where where do we begin? Um, how far are you in the campaign so far? So I think I was in the last level when I broke to, to eat dinner. Okay, so pretty close to the end then. Yeah. What, um, well tell me, first of all, what's the, what's like the layout here? What, why are we back doing this again? Like, what are we doing? Because Doom 3, I don't even remember what the story was. Weren't you Doom like, 3 was a remake of Doom 1. Weren't you like sent to Mars as a punishment or something? Who cares? Hadn't um, you been like a bad boy and they're like, time to go to Mars, bad boy? So basically, you actually, this is actually a sequel. You are the same Marine from Doom 1, Doom 2. And Doom oh, 3. really? Uh, so you were like basically putting stasis in hell because the demons couldn't stop you. So it just kind of froze you. And then they, somebody went and rescued you and got you out. And when they got you out, somebody else opened a door to hell. So Who you wake up. finding these damn doors? <laughs> does so does the Marine say, how do I keep Seriously, getting myself into this shit? This is only Mars. Uh, so basically you wake up and the facility where you're at is already been overrun by demons. So, you know, the Doom guy just kind of gets up, puts on his armor and stuff. He's like, well, I guess I'll kill he everybody. Is, he is murdering everything that comes to his path. Have you, uh, um, has anyone chastised what to do here? Has anyone, like, accused you of living in a barn? Because you keep leaving these hell doors open? <laughs> Nobody has Our hell you. heating bill is going to be through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, the thing is, it's not your fault that they did open the doors to hell, right? You just kind of there um 
but the doom guy doesn't give a fuck about the story. Um, there's numerous situations where like some character is giving you exposition and he just kind of like ignores and walks away, or he just like oh, like like in the cutscene, like or are you yeah. ju- or is this just you? Like are you just like uh, ah fuck this? I mean the cutscenes are very very short anyway. Uh huh. Like for example, there's one part where like at the f- end of the first level you're. You get into this elevator, and as the elevator is going out, this guy is like talking to you. It's like, "Yeah, I rescued you from hell because I knew this would happen." And then, like, the doom guy just like punches the speaker. <laughs> it's like, Shut so up. are they Time playing this like super serious or tongue in cheek? No, uh, uh, not at all. It's all very tongue in cheek. All right, cool, good because um, I've never thought of Doom as particularly serious, uh, except for Doom Three, which played it really straight faced. And I think they learned the lesson. Yeah, it was a little bit serious business. Uh, it's nice to see them go back to just like, let's run fast and shoot stuff. So yeah, it's basically that. You know? You're know, just running around, shooting stuff, killing demons. Uh, the levels are very non-linear. So you know, there is a path, a story path you can follow if you want. But it rewards exploration by giving you power-ups. And you, know, you can... Um, you know, some of the guns you can only find if you explore. You know, that kind of thing. So here's a question. There are secrets. In the last Doom game, there was this really uh, kind of neat mechanic where um, you couldn't see anything unless you had a flashlight out. But if Forget you Doom three, man. But if you have your flashlight out, you couldn't have your gun out. Did they? Is that still a thing? Because that was great. So well, there's nowhere, no, at no point is there a, a situation where you won't be able to see where you are or what you're doing. There's no darkness in this game. It's all clear. Boo! <laughs> so, like I said, this is not Doom Doom Three, so forget about that. Um, but it is, um, you know, it's very fast-paced combat. It's all about, you know, just basically what Doom is about, right? Just going around. It's more about keeping them moving and not um, not letting enemies around you and kill you. If you stand still, you will die, basically. Mm-hmm. And they did a couple of things that are kind of clever that help out with um, with that. And first one is, if you do a glory kill or if you kill enemies in general, you will usually get health back. Oh, okay. So, so kind of a kind of a bloodborne sort of thing, right? Where you're encouraged right, to so kind of press in. Exactly. So you know, when you're dying, the it is a very valid. Um, tactic to go after the biggest monster you see because you know that they're going to drop um, health for you. Then there's um, ammo. So your chainsaw has gas, right? So you need to have gas in order to use the chainsaw. The gas uh, is rare. And really the only reason the chainsaw is there is so that when you run out of ammo, Chainsawing an enemy will cause uh, will cause them to drop like ammo for pretty much all of their guns. Mm-hmm. So, if you're killing a lot of people for um, for health and then you run out of ammo, um, you are you know, pretty much going to use your chainsaw to get that uh, ammo back, so you can keep killing. Okay. Um, so. The bigger the enemy that you kill with a chainsaw, the more ammo you get back. So, you know, there's a, a um, you have an advantage if you decide to kill the biggest enemy again when you're in the most dire circumstances to go after the biggest opponent you can find. <laughs> uh, so it works really well, though, because, 
basically what it means is that there's no no situation where where you need to like you know retreat and not fight right right your mm-hmm. your solution is always to like press on and fuck people up why aren't exactly. you killing more things like oh if you're doing bad that's your fault you should have killed more stuff <laughs> pretty much and um so you know it really helps that the game runs really really well uh-huh like i don't know if it's 60 fps but if it's not it's very close uh i think and- i think it is actually i think it is 60 fps even on the consoles yeah, and I'm playing it in a PS4, and I haven't noticed any frame drops. Um, it runs smoothly as hell. It, like I said, it's, if it's not 60 FPS, it's very, very close. Like it seems like that was with a lot of enemies on screen too. Yes, no, no, and you know, even crazy situations where you have like, you know, tons of enemies all shooting stuff at you, and you know, uh, things spawning, and it's still not like showing any slowdown whatsoever it's pretty amazing so i know we're a ways away from a review score where do you lean where do you think you're gonna fall i mean the multiplayer still sucks Uh (laughs) right but does it suck so bad that it hurts how much fun you had in the single player no i'm gonna probably give it a four just because of the multiplayer but in um although i'm not sure maybe i'll give it a five uh ign was kind of uh out of the pack, they they gave it a seven. Everybody was up in arms about that. Um, yes, because you know sevens. That's a death sentence. That's like a two on our side. Yeah, I know. Um, they were extra mad because Call of Duty Ghosts had garnered an eight years ago. But, <laughs> I mean, you can't. I don't think that you can. People get upset about stuff like that, and I I don't think you can because like the people who worked at IGN when they gave Call of Duty Ghosts an eight probably don't even work there anymore. Yeah. Right. Now that they're reviewing Doom, so like let's let's they calm down a bit. <laughs> yeah, they all work here. We're the ghost <laughs> lovers. Uh, that's why we're so mad yeah. about Infinite Warfare. Because when will we get our ghost sequel? Exactly. So, um, so it'll probably be a, a four or a five. Uh, there's really we'll have to fuck up pretty badly for it to be anything less than that. Okay. Um, but, I haven't uh, tried. What could they fuck up badly enough to cost them that point? Exactly. Like, I don't did know. You, what did you can... find? Uh, is there a BFG in this game? Yes. And, and, and it's awesome. Is it pretty sweet? Sick. It is pretty sweet. Cool. I, so I think I might a pick special this up. Weapon, um, and it, you, you get very little ammo for it. It's spare and it's usually like hidden secret areas. Mm-hmm. But basically, it clears the whole room. So it's, you know, when you use it, it's pretty satisfying. Okay. I don't know. I mean, it's a very satisfying game. I thought I would get bored of the glory kills, but, you know, they serve a purpose. They're very short. Yeah, they are. They're very, very brief. But I think that's important, right? Right. So that's a good thing. They're very short, so it never feels like you have to do them and you're going to be staring at the 15-second cutscene. Um, you know, they're just maybe one or two seconds and then you're moving again. Hmm. And it's cool because you get iframes while you're doing them. So if you are, like, surrounded, it's a pretty valid tactic to use a glory kill to kind of get people out of your hair. Mm-hmm. Here's a side question for you. Um, did you ever play Bulletstorm? Yes. Any comparison there? Do you see any similarity? Not really. It doesn't necessarily feel like that. Okay. I just I see that glory kill system and it makes me think of Bulletstorm a lot. Um, I know what you mean, but 
it feels a little more fluid than Bulletstorm did. Mm, okay. All right. Because, by the way, Bulletstorm's fucking great. No, no, I liked it. But and everyone should play that one. That's a game that I think a lot of people skip. It's very underappreciated. It's like it's like five bucks on like G two A. Like go go try it. It's pretty good. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really I'm pleasantly surprised because after playing the multiplayer beta, I was kind of uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of killed the hype. But man, just the way that it plays. Um, it's very much, you know, the old school Doom philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, In retrospect, are you glad with your platform choice, or do you think it would have been better on the PC? I mean, I'm happy with the platform choice. I'm pretty sure it can run. Like, if I can run this to 60 FPS in in a PS4, then I'm sure you can probably run it's it to be like, like 200 <laughs> yeah. in a PC. But I don't have a monitor that can run that, so it doesn't matter to me. Right, right. Um, have you messed around with the snap map stuff at all? No, I haven't. And that's okay. kind of the one thing that I'm... I want to finish the campaign and then you mess around with the, map, uh, the snap map a little before I do the review. You should definitely check that out because that might also replace like that, that salve of the multiplayer problems. The multiplayer stuff can be patched out too. Like They can fix that potentially. Um, uh, you don't think it's fixable? Like You think it's so broken that they can't It's not that it? it's broken. It's just the design itself. It's, it's Like I said, it's something between Call of Duty and Quake and it's just the way that they designed it and I don't think... Mm-hmm. They can't do anything short of replacing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't even think it matters that much, right? Like I know it matters for a lot of people, especially people who grew up in, you know, in the past few two decades, where basically shooters in the past twenty years became more about the multiplayer than about the single player campaign. And I get that, and I get that it's important for a lot of people. But for me, I'm happy um, just with a single player campaign. And I have to say that the single-player campaign also has a ton of replayability uh-huh. because there's tons of secrets in each map, uh, including hidden Doom 1 levels that they added, which are pretty fun. Um, there's the rune trials. So, you know, there's plenty of single-player stuff to keep you busy after yeah. you know, after you finish the game, then you have to 100% of it, basically. And most of that snap map stuff can be played in single player as well. And uh, I don't know if you saw the screenshots I was linking to the other day yeah. to like Raccoon Simulator. Yeah. But they let you get really deep in there. Like that guy is full on editing the UI. And there's it's crazy when you watch him play that that mode because there's like tool tips on the wall and shit. They do this thing where the text is like built into the environment. I don't know if that's how it is in the single player. But um You'll you'll see like a like a an objective screen or whatever, and it's like protect your raccoon babies. And, I mean, <laughs> it's just a weird thing to to see in there. But uh, the snap map stuff looks like it's pretty cool. So you have to let me know how like the player created. It reminded me a little bit of Mario Maker. Like, there's a lot of people making weird just games. Shit that shouldn't really be possible with it. I don't know if you saw this one, but there's one where it's just called "Can You Count to 10? And when you play it, what it does is it drops you into this map and it puts a target up and it says, shoot this, like count to 10 seconds and then shoot this target. And it does the first three for you. So it's like one, two, three, and then the rest of the counting is you. So you have to do four, five, six. And then when you shoot, it shows you what the timer was and how close (laughs) you got. 
That's pretty cool. And it's just it's so it's stupid, but like it's really kind of neat that they were able to go that deep and create something like that in this uh, in this map editor. Like it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's um, like I said, I haven't tried it, but I'll, I'll probably do that before I finish the review. Yeah, you'll have to let me know what you think of it. I was saying that kind of like the Forge in Halo, it looks like it has a lot of. Um, stuff that is meant to be played with multiple people, but there's no matchmaking for it. So that's kind of a bummer. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think kind of, um, um, outsourcing their multiplayer components to a third party didn't work out. That's yeah. It often doesn't. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all, we all make mistakes, right? And it's weird because the stat map thing's separate too. your armor that you unlock in multiplayer doesn't carry over to, to it. It has like entirely different armor sets for snap maps. So it's kind of weird. It is kind of weird, and um, I don't know, man. It's the multiplayer is such a different experience. Like it even feels different. The same guns feel different. That's um, so weird. Yeah, it's very strange. So anyway, I guess uh, maybe try that and see if it's better than the multiplayer. It makes you feel better about it. Sounds like it is. But it's a really it's everything I've seen from it was really really cool. I was super impressed with a lot of it. You so. can co-op on it too. Uh, in Snap Map you can. I don't think you can in the cam- campaign. No, not the campaign, but Snap Map. If there's a really cool co-op campaign that someone makes, it's something you could do with someone. Yeah, I saw a lot of like Legacy Doom ones uh, that are like designed to feel like the old Doom or, or look similar to the old Legacy games. I was surprised. It sounds By like way, you, uh, you can't edit the rooms too much, so you can't uh, like change the architecture and stuff. Um, but still, like you could probably come pretty close to creating an, a similar Doom experience. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you could. A lot of people are making like survival modes and stuff like that too. And this game is designed for a survival mode, just because you can pretty much keep it going indefinitely mm-hmm. yeah. with the chainsaw and the kill. You know, getting health for kill. Um. So yeah, that will probably work very well. Hmm. Yeah, well, we'll have to. You'll have to update us again next week when you've had a chance to mess around with that a little bit. Yep. And I'll let you guys know if Nathan Nathan Drake dies. Yeah, spoil the fuck out of Uncharted. He's gonna bite it. I bet. <laughs> Tell me about the winch. Oh, I'm gonna. Yeah. I will definitely have experienced the winch by next week. <sighs> Looking forward to it. Before right. we want to get the winch immediately. It's it, in the box. Is there anything else to add regarding Doom, or is that a pretty good uh, overview? Uh, no, man. Go if you're if you're a fan of like the old school like shooters, go get it. Cool. I think I'm sold on it. First I really- time, but uh, uh, and so I don't know if it's better than it, but for what I hear, it is. So I don't know what that means. Can I turn off the violence? No. Oh. But why not? What if I want my kids to play? Yeah, everyone should be able to play Doom. By the way, it's funny that you're mentioning that, Doug, because um, my son wanted to play and I told him, no, you can't play it. It's too violent for a kid your age. And then I realized when I was putting him to bed that I was probably younger than him when I played the first one. <laughs> <laughs> well, well wait, way to go to be a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, I already know where Michael's going there, which is the level of violence in the original Doom and the shit that you're doing in that Doom are pretty different. I was going to say that, but then I realized at the time it was still more shocking. 
So yeah, remember when the first Doom came out and it was like a whole shitstorm. I remember. Speaking of which, Lucio, has Doom made you want to shoot up an office or a school yet? Yes. <laughs> oh. I oh remember uh, my mom took a lot of issue with the. I think the first campaign in Doom is called like. Uh, Deep in the. Knee deep in the dead. There's one where they say "damn," and I remember that being a problem. I had to like, <gasps> I had to, oh no, I had to like explain that away. But uh, see, that's the thing. It's like I was explaining to my son because, like, you know, he put two and two together, and he was like, "Weren't you really young when you were playing this?" And I was like, "Yeah." Uh, so he's like, "Well, how did that happen?" And I'm like, "Well, when I was a kid, um, you know, parents thought that video games were." Th- Kid stuff and they didn't give a fuck what we were playing. <laughs> yeah, pretty so much. You just say, I pay the bills, so shut up, bitch. <laughs> because <laughs> I said so. <laughs> yes, yes I'm advocating works. you call your child a bitch. <laughs> There's a lot more. Uh, even even you when know. you went to, uh, even in the original Doom, like even when you went to hell, um, it was just kind of like a red place. I feel like in the new Doom, there's a lot more imagery. A lot yeah, more, a lot more satanic stuff that maybe you don't want your kid to get caught, like drawing on his papers in school or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, throw the big goat head with uh, a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know what I mean, like Jared. That's good advice because you don't want your kid to inadvertently open the portal to hell. <laughs> no, that's yeah. tr- that's true too. You That'll be the plot to Doom Five. You don't want him going in the bathroom and playing like Bloody Mary and shit. Poor little Lucio's kid just. Writes a five point star and a hell demon rips his teacher in half. <laughs> Daddy warned me. Yeah, right. Why this didn't I listen? Don't Why wait. did he let me play Doom? Why, Daddy? Where did you learn well, what this? What you're telling me is that I shouldn't make him play Doom so he knows about the dangers of pentagrams. Yeah, and then you can have that great moment where you catch him drawing a pentagram. You'll be like, Where did you learn this? He's like, I learned it from you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll probably want to teach him how to use double shotguns. No, here's what you do: you All let right. him you let him play Doom, but you let him play Doom sixty four. That'll turn him off to the whole idea. He'll never play a video <laughs> game again. Yeah, just actually, uh, just let him play anything on the Nintendo sixty four. I think that'd probably break any kid's brain. Now they'd be like, mm, "I don't like this." <laughs> I'm games are stupid. I'm gonna just learn, Daddy. I'm gonna go outside now. By the way, uh, in case you're wondering, yes, the super shotgun is still fucking awesome. Oh, I'm not surprised. It's a shotgun that shoots more shotguns that shoot more shotguns. That's actually better. <laughs> That's cool. Wasn't there a game that had something like that where it was like a gun that shot like shurikens or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see why not. Uh, I've, I've always thought we needed more of like a Russian nesting doll kind of gun. Like a pistol that just shoots a pistol out at you really hard. <laughs> shoots a Derringer. <laughs> All right, I think that's a signal. It's All time, right, time for us to pack well, this Doom, bag. Get it. So, Doom, get it today, and get Uncharted too. Get them both. You've got one hundred and twenty dollars, right? Yeah, that's why you're listening to this podcast. Fucking get on it, man! What are you doing? Just free. Now, here's a question. Free podcast, so you can go buy the games. Here's the question: I have a PlayStation. I have sixty dollars. Which one do I buy? Um, mm. I'm going to go with Uncharted. You should buy Ooh. Battleborn. <laughs> GTA 5 yeah there's no need to be cruel dog oh just kidding no one bought that shitty game <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta just be the worst timing ever because of Overwatch like just why I think it's always the worst time to make a shitty Team Fortress game when Overwatch got revealed I would have just stopped making 
Battleborn. I was just like, <laughs> well, we, I, we... I know we spent $3 million and five years of our life making this game, but uh, we're going to cancel. Bad news, everybody. We missed our window. Uh, John, pack your shit up. You're fired. And uh, we'll, we'll see you guys on Monday. Maybe yeah. they were so far up their own asses that they thought they could beat Overwatch. Oh, yeah. I mean, considering what the, the shit is going on in Twitter, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the case. Maybe. I mean, it could still pick back up. Um, is it on Steam, Battleborn? Uh, let me see. Because I kind of want to pull it up on Steam Spy and see how many people are online right now. Uh, three. Yes, it is. Uh, Battleborn, here we go. Let's see. It just has a single person's name, username. That's it. <laughs> oh man! The kid, the kid of the uh, of the developer. Uh, peak peak concurrent players today: four thousand nine hundred and twelve. Well, that's not very good. To put I'm to put that the reviews and it's pretty bad. To put that into perspective, Doom uh, just pushed under thirty thousand. Uh, what's an old game? I don't even know. Like, I'm trying to think of something that you could. CS Go, CS Go pulled in way more than that. That's you that's should look at the, at the first Modern Warfare. Um, <laughs> see if that's beaten it. Okay, yeah. Let's let's check Modern Warfare. I don't think the original's on Steam though. Actually, none of them are. I don't think. Um, oh yeah, they took those off. Uh, let's see. I'm just trying to find a game where it's a fair comparison. Um, what's another MOBA? What's another shitty ass MOBA? All of them. <laughs> I was gonna look for Dota, yeah, yeah. but that's not fair either. Yeah, Do- yeah, Dota's uh, easily gonna have too many players. Dark Souls. How many? I mean, that's a OG Dark Souls. Dark Souls is a huge bestseller, though. Um, the original one, though, there shouldn't be anyone playing the original Dark Souls right now. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Let's do. I just, um, I just finished beating it again last week. It would appear that Farming Simulator 15 is actually beating it. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, let's see. Dark Souls Prepare to Die Edition. Let's see. Peak concurrent players uh, yesterday, 6,375. So Ouch. the original Dark Souls is beating Battleborn <laughs> right now. So some of the reviews are pretty bad. That fucking sucks. What about Bad Rats? If Bad Rats is beating it, then Battleborn is just done. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I there's don't there's a, some of the best, like the most thought out, like negative reviews I've seen. This guy wrote like a two thousand word negative review. Of this he wrote game. a manifesto. Seriously, bad rats is filtered out when you search for it. I don't know why. Uh, Final Fantasy ten and ten two has a higher player count. Uh, by almost double. Um, that is sad. What about Final Fantasy Nine? Final Fantasy Nine. Ah, we found a winner. It beat Final Fantasy Nine. Um, yay! Congratulations, Battleborn. Game of the Year 2016. Way to be. Yeah, that's that's pretty rough, man. Like that's <laughs> that's a bummer. So, what about uh, let's see a single player game that was released a while ago? Uh, XCOM. Oh, XCOM Two. Oh yeah, XCOM Two. Uh, I'm sure. Oh. I'm sure XCOM Two is winning it, but XCOM. Uh, no, how about how about the Bureau XCOM Declassified? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, check that one. <laughs> check the bad XCOM. Uh, oh, 
peak concurrent players yesterday, 64 for the Bureau. Uh, so, okay. but, but I guess, you, know, you did it, Battleborn. You did it. <laughs> you beat the worst XCOM. They did beat the original XCOM. Uh, they did not beat XCOM 2. Uh, they didn't well, even come close to beating XCOM 2. XCOM 2 is a good game. No, yeah, I know. So, you know. And more people are playing it than Battleborn. <laughs> Which sucks, because XCOM 2 is not really meant to be replayed. No, not really. A million times over. So, that's too bad. Uh, Who's Your Daddy, the game where you play as a baby. Uh, oh, the one where you're trying to kill yourself? The one where you're trying to kill yourself. They beat that. So, never mind. Maybe it is a rousing success. The Sims 3, which was released in 2009, has two-thirds as many players. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Battleborn, you poor dear. All right, well, I think we got the point there. Uh, if you could think of a game nope, that beat Battleborn... If you think of a game that beat Battleborn, it's even funnier. Why don't you tweet it at us? You can follow remember, us on our... Yeah, you think you're so fucking remember funny. Remember, it's Jared's birthday, so send them sexy pictures. Send me a me. sexy picture of you. Um, and, uh, or, or of Nathan Drake. Whatever, I don't care. Um, follow us on uh, social media, The Enemy Slime, on both Facebook and Twitter. You can go subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Android. And uh, I think that's all the stuff I say. So...